Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Her True Strength Podcast. Today's episode is for you if you've ever tried on a pair of shorts in a fitting room and didn't like what you saw looking back at you in the mirror. It's for the girl who would admit that you are your own greatest critic. Because if this is you, then today you will be getting a toolkit for how to silence that inner critic, that inner judge in dialogue, so you can love your body, even if you don't always like it, so that you can be confident that you're making progress in your spiritual and physical growth. And lastly, so you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you are completely loved and accepted through Christ, no matter what your body looks like. So stay tuned. Her True Strength Podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Hey guys, Coach Laura here. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so excited to have you here and just so grateful that you are tuning in because today's topic is literally going to be epic. The coaching that I've done with my clients, with the information you are getting in this podcast has literally changed their life, blown their mind. Because I believe if you're an active woman, who loves Jesus, but has a hard time loving your body some days, you are not alone. In fact, one survey from 2012 by Fallon and Rosin showed that 69 to 94% of women are dissatisfied with their body and struggle with this. 69 to 94% So, If you're experiencing body dissatisfaction of any sort, maybe it's on a monthly basis or a weekly basis or perhaps a daily or momentary basis, you need to know that you are not alone. And if this study is accurate, that means that over half of the women that you work with, worship with, and or work out with likely have the same thoughts about their body that you're having. And it's difficult to talk about these things, right? I don't think I'm alone in that we all like to put up a confident front in front of others. We want to look like we have it all together, have all of the answers, do it right, look perfect, be perfect all the time. Yet sometimes on the inside, maybe you just feel like you're in lack. Maybe you just feel like if you could have this one thing different about your body, you'd be satisfied. And guys, the most helpful thing for you to do in yourself is to bring this to the light and not keep it hidden anymore. Because when we keep it hidden from others, we try to keep it hidden from ourselves. We pretend that it's not there. We brush it under the rug. And when we brush it under the rug, most importantly, we don't bring it to Christ and we stay alone in our struggles. And so I want you to know, if you've been struggling with thoughts of frustration about your body, whether you are going into a fitting room, trying on clothes in the morning, maybe seeing yourself as you walk out the door, it's okay to talk about those struggles. In fact, it's more than okay. It's actually really important. Because guys, experiencing body guilt, shame, or judgment can be very common 
for women in general, but especially for women who are in the fitness industry as a coach, maybe in the middle of pregnancy or going through postpartum, is the female body goes through a lot of change over our lifetime. And we need to normalize that it's okay for our brain to be playing catch up some days. See, we set a lot of expectations for ourselves, some that you may not even realize you are doing, and they are very hefty when we start to unpack them. And when we don't meet those set expectations, and that is when guilt, shame, and judgment can sneak into our mind. And as a result, they sneak into our beliefs. And as a result, they sneak into our actions and our habits. And I want to share a story with you guys because this is something that I think it's really important to normalize that there is not a one type of victory that will solve all of your problems forever. And I want to let you know it's okay to struggle with this. And this is a struggle that I've had as a coach as well. So the other day I was in the fitting room and I dropped off some decorations at a consignment shop and I decided to do a little bit of browsing to see if there's anything cute for me to try on. So I browsed along and found an adorable light pink romper. And without checking the size, I just carried it off to the fitting room and commenced honestly what felt like getting saran wrapped in a light shade of pink. It was not at all comfortable. And I looked in the mirror and what was supposed to be a cute quick buy turned out to make me feel pretty awful. See, my mind raises some terrible thoughts and maybe you've experienced these. The thoughts of you look awful, your legs are massive, no one should ever see you in this. Guys, I immediately took it off and left the store feeling so frustrated at myself. After so many years of working through these thoughts, right? After so many years of coaching other people, I had the thought of how could I still struggle with this when I go into a fitting room? Guys, I sat in my hot car, just sweating, (laughs) like feeling preheated at myself. And I just took a moment and I practiced some deep breathing, even just before starting the car. And it was then that I remembered a verse that just helped me time and time again, renew my mind and has faithfully helped me to help clients. And that is this, it's Romans 8, 1, which says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And it was in that moment that I was able to just pause the inner dialogue that had been racing through my mind with judgment. And I was able to put my emotions to the test by practicing a method that I've been using for the last few years to silence that inner critic, that inner dialogue that so many of us struggle with. Those thoughts that make us feel like we are not enough. Those thoughts that make us doubt our progress, doubt who we are. Because contrary to popular belief, it's okay and totally human to be tempted with these thoughts. Guys, even Jesus was tempted. And as long as we remain human in our flesh, these temptations will be prevalent. And it's really important to note this because if we believe that there's a time we'll no longer be tempted, like I was tempted to believe, I was tempted to think that you're a coach, you should never struggle with this again, you should be over this, then we can think, believe that we are never having victory over sin. And that is not true because victory through Christ and victory through the cross doesn't mean that we will never be tempted to wrestle with sin. If that was the case, Jesus would not have been tempted like we see in Matthew 4. It simply means that we have a way out, that we have a light at the end of the tunnel. And the power of sin, the power of those temptations or thoughts to overtake us, 
we have a way out. We have a way to deal. And this is incredible because of Christ's work on the cross, you don't have to believe the temptation of those thoughts to be truth because you know a better truth that is God's truth. And that is this, you are broken, you will struggle, and there is always room for growth, but you are steadfastly loved, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you are completely accepted and made new daily by the love of Jesus Christ. And his mercies are new for you day in and day out. And that the wrath of God was fully satisfied through Christ. The weight of your sin has been covered. And because of that irrational love, it makes absolutely no sense that Christ would love us as sinners as sin much as we do. Guys, we can have peace because of that love. And it's with that peace that comes a practice of handling temptation in God's way rather than our own way of brushing them under the rug, pretending that they don't happen, or maybe trying to overdose them with positive self-talk. And before I share that method with you, I want to break down exactly what that inner critic is and how exactly is a temptation, like I'm saying, and not just part of who you are or the way you were made. Because I think that we can start to believe that our thoughts are us, that we are our thoughts and we have to believe them to be true. In reality, Satan uses our thoughts as a form of a temptation to cause us to stray from our walk with Christ. And we see two different types of temptation in scripture. We see external temptation and internal temptations. See, external temptations are things that we can see, things that we could touch, smell, think, maybe scrolling through social media and seeing someone who posts a picture that triggers body comparison for you, or maybe it's driving past the Krispy Kreme sign when the hot and fresh light is on, right? These are all external. They are triggered by something or someone outside of you. And then there are internal temptations. And these are the sneakiest of temptations because they come from within our own body, from our own flesh, from our own mind. And it was an internal temptation that the snake used in the garden to tempt Eve with doubt. He posed a question, a very simple question that led her to believe something that wasn't true. He caused her to believe that her doubts were true and to doubt that her beliefs were true. By asking Eve, he said, did God really say, did God really say that you shouldn't do this? And it caused a cascade of effects in Eve's mind that she believed to be true. She started to doubt those thoughts that were true, and she started to believe those doubts that were false. And it's the same kind of temptation that you are faced with when you walk into a fitting room, walk past a mirror, or maybe try on an old pair of jeans. Satan tempts you and he says, did God really mean it when he said that you are forgiven? Did God really mean it when he said you are free and fully, fiercefully loved? Shouldn't you have to work harder to earn that love? Shouldn't you have to look a certain way? Shouldn't you have to earn a certain status or be good enough, do good enough, be a good enough steward? And you can now see how these internal temptations can be really sneaky. And if we're not careful, we can start to operate our lives from a place where we believe these lies to be true. And as a result, we carry around a whopping load of guilt, shame, and judgment on our shoulders. And guys, 
I don't know about you, but the times I've carried that on my back have been some of my darkest and absolutely loneliest days of my life. So then now that we know these temptations are normal, now that we know that they are from the enemy trying to cause us to stray, how do we respond to these internal temptations? And how can we move away from worry about our body to worship, to find peace and confidence through Christ as we go about our lives? Well, I'm about to tell you. So dive in. But first, I want you to know that this practice takes time and effort. It is incredibly simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Guys, this is, this process is going to take work. It has taken work. It has taken mental energy and effort. But I assure you guys, if you choose to practice this three step process on a regular basis, when you are tempted, I promise that you'll find the mirror and scale has less and less power over you, your body, and your emotions, and that you can see your body as a beautiful home for the Holy Spirit that you can love even if you don't always like it. It is a worthy work to do. And so with that, guys, I hope you've got your pen. I hope you've got a piece of paper. Maybe if you're driving, pull over to the side or make sure that you take a screenshot of this episode because you're going to want to write these down. You're going to want to put these in the practice. And here they are. The three steps to overcome that inner critic that tempts you to believe that you are not enough and your body is less than acceptable. Three steps. First, guys, we got to notice it and we need to name it. You may not even notice that you're facing this temptation until I brought it up or until you tuned into this podcast. Maybe you believe that they were all true and you didn't doubt them for a second. Maybe you just thought that those thoughts were you and you had to believe them, which is why the first step is to just begin noticing when these thoughts pop up, to take note of what triggers the negative thoughts you have about your body. Do they always come up maybe a few days before your period? This is a common thread that I found for myself. Three or four days before my period, I would feel super bloated and I would have thoughts when I would see myself in the mirror, like you're not making progress. What are you doing? What did you eat? What did you do wrong? And I had to catch those thoughts. I had to take them captive as scripture says. I needed to notice them and bring an awareness about them. And it's vital that we start to notice these thoughts and take them captive. And by take them captive, guys, I mean to literally tie them up, bound them up, put them in a bag, and get them out of your head. What I mean is to keep a journal of how often these thoughts come up for you and what specific situations surround them, okay? So identify, is it when you go into a fitting room? Is it when you're around a certain person? Start to take those thoughts captive start to journal them and identify how often you're having them because it's helpful to know and keep track on that. The second part of the step is to name it. Now, my counselor, without knowing it, might have changed my life when she told me the first step to changing anything is to give it a name. In her words, when we name it, we tame it. No doctor would ever treat you for something without a diagnosis, right? And in the same way, we need to give the thoughts we're facing a very specific name if we're going to overcome them. In the same way, we need to give a name for inner dialogue we're having with ourselves. Now, there's no need to call it bad or wrong. I think that we do enough judgment of ourselves, but instead just become present and aware and become open to the possibility of those thoughts 
changing or not being true. Here's what I mean. Say, for example, of the inner dialogue going something like this, of I can't believe how bad I look right now. It may sound like this instead. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking about how bad I think I look right now. Or I'm having a thought about how I don't like the way my thighs look in these shorts. Or I'm noticing myself beating myself up about skipping my workout. You are just noticing it. You're bringing an awareness. You're starting to neutrally acknowledge that you're facing a temptation. You're bringing awareness to this, a focus to it. And starting there, you're already creating a space between you and your thoughts. Because you are not your thoughts. They are simply a stream of information from your brain or from your flesh based on your past experiences and habits. They are not who you are. You are who you are in Christ, and he is the one who creates your identity. Next, step number two, after we have begun to notice and name them, giving them a specific name like self-doubt or giving them a specific name like self-judgment and noticing that we are thinking about those thoughts, the next step is to reframe those thoughts that we have noticed and name. And that can go a little something like this. Oh, I see that I'm belittling myself for having to wear a different dress size than I would like. Thanks, brain, but my dress size does not define me, and sizes vary incredibly from item to item. This isn't anything to worry about. I'm okay. Another example of reframing could go like this. I'm noticing that I don't think I'll be able to just have one cookie at the party. I see you, self-doubt. You can go now. (laughs) I've got the power of God, and I'm capable and resourceful to fuel my body for what it needs. Now, You may hear this and think, like, who does that, right? This goes crazy. And I would agree. It is very countercultural for women to be unapologetic and confident. But that is who we are called to be. Humility does not mean beating yourself up, belittling yourself, or thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. And if you choose to try this on for size... You'll find yourself doing just that, thinking of yourself less and being able to focus more and be present to those around you that you love and you ultimately want to be present to. Okay, we've gone through, we've named them, we've noticed them, we've provided a reframe, we have identified the thought, we've given it a name, and we have identified a reframe to bring in truth to that doubt. Okay, the third and final step in this process is to turn those negative thoughts to neutral. Instead of trying to blow sparkles and rainbows in your brain, just find something neutral to think about instead. We want to replace that thought with a neutral truth. So instead of saying, my cellulite is so gross, try thinking about how you love how God made your eyes, how you love how God made your smile, how God made your personality. In other words, turn your worry about what you don't like to worship for what God loves about you. He sings over you. He gave his son for you. Don't you think that there are things about you that he thinks are incredibly awesome? He wouldn't have died for you if that wasn't the case. So what I would offer you is instead of trying to jump to a completely positive thought like, I'm perfect just the way I am. 
like the world tries to tell us like you are just beautiful, which is true in a sense, but sometimes we're just not ready for that. And we need a neutral reframe. Find something neutral to think about. Maybe focusing on your personality, the kindness that you've shown to others, or a spiritual gift that God has given you. And then gradually shift your thinking, maybe to something positive about yourself as you get better and better in the practice. Like, I can't believe how strong my body has become, or I love how I'm able to pick up my kids with these strong legs. So are you seeing how much opportunity you have now to become detached from those negative thoughts? Are you seeing how they don't have to control you, how you don't have to let them spiral into a panic attack or spiral into feeling like you are less than or you need to cover up and hide? And listen, when you do this, it will bring you closer to the Lord and further from pleasing your flesh, which is a much more peaceful, contented, and loving place to be. So there you have it, the three-step process to silence that inner critic in the fitting room, mirror, or maybe in the gym. Start by noticing and naming. Notice those thoughts. Bring an awareness to them. Perhaps start journaling those thoughts in your phone on the notes app when they come up. Identify what specific triggers are causing those thoughts to come up for you and begin to have an awareness of those thoughts and the power that they're having over you so you can take that power back. Identify specifically what type of situation it is. Identify if it's self-doubt, if it's self-judgment, if your brain is trying to protect you from harm. Does your body need to know that it's safe? Does your body need to know that it's okay to keep going and there's no reason to turn around and stop your progress? Once you've noticed and named those things, then we need to reframe it. We need to couple that doubt with truth and give yourself a truth in that situation. Instead of thinking that your body is not enough, remind yourself about how it is enough and how Christ has done an incredible work for you and for your body. And then third and finally, it's to turn the negative into a neutral. Remind yourself about something good that your body has been able to do. Maybe it's becoming more healthy. Maybe it's a personality trait that you really enjoy about yourself. Bring that to your awareness. And there you have it, the three-step process. And before we wrap up today, I want to give you guys one more bonus tip. This process can take time. And if you're struggling in the meantime, just do yourself a favor and remove the easy access points that Satan might have on your mind. These are things like social media accounts that trigger your body image temptation and comparisons to come up like, I'll never be as fit as her. As if you are subscribed to maybe promotional emails or promotional magazines that make you think that you're less than because you're not a size two, maybe it would be a wise decision for you to unsubscribe to those emails or unsubscribe to those advertisements. I used to get emails all the time from Victoria's Secret in college until I started to notice and name how often they would bring up those inner dialogues and inner critic for me and the negative effect it was having on my mind and my relationship with Christ and body. And on the other side of it, guys, I can't say that I've missed a free panty or coupon. Guys, I am so much happier because I don't have that temptation in my life. So if you notice that you tend to feel worse after consuming a specific type of media, just delete, unfollow, unsubscribe, curate what you see 
so that you're not tempted above what you can handle and you're filling your mind with truth instead of error. Guys, internal temptations are hard enough to handle. There is no need for you to willingly expose yourself to more of them, right? Last but not least, I want to give you guys one scriptural truth that has helped me, and that's from 1 Peter 2.9, which says, you are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You are wearing a crown, sister. Don't drop your chin or your head down. Your crown will fall off. You are a people for his own possession. Why? So that you can proclaim the excellencies, how good God is, of him who called you out of that darkness into his marvelous light. And it's these thoughts. You don't have to live in the darkness of your thoughts, my friend. And what I would encourage you, as I have done, is to find one verse that helps you in this process, one truth that you can cling to on a daily basis and renew your mind by memorizing that truth, writing it down, and recalling it when you are struggling with these temptations of self-doubt, that you bring this to your mind and let that truth bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Guys, and when we do that, God is made much of through our body and our fitness looks drastically different in the world because we are living as daughters of the king. We are living into his marvelous light and there is no room for shame or judgment in that. And so as always, guys, I don't want you to just like this podcast, although I do want you to like this podcast. I want you to do something with it because I am not here to get likes. I am here to share to your heart and help you to make much of Jesus. So please, if this podcast was helpful for you, I want you to share it with the 69 to 94% of women who struggle with this, with the women that you work with, the women who you worship with, or the women who you work out with, because the odds are very high that they may have this struggle too, and you could reach out with a hand to help them. And last but not least, if you did dig this episode, do me a huge favor. Leave me a review. That helps me reach more women to build strong bodies and a bolder faith. All right, guys, until next time, stay strong. All the love, Coach Laura. Laura.